guys. So as some of you may know, three years ago on April 9th, 2013, we released our first ever episode of SwiftCast. And the time has just flown by since then. And we're so incredibly thankful to each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. And we wanted to celebrate this week. So we opened up the phone lines to take calls from some of our listeners. And we talked about a lot of really interesting topics, including the new romantics video, the Austin, Texas show, whether or not Taylor's taking a break, and a lot of other topics. And it was a ton of fun. So on this week's episode, we're going to share those calls with you. And we hope you enjoy hearing them. Hello? Hello? Hi! Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, is this Annabelle? Yes, it is. Hi, this is Ashley. Hello. And Haley, Ashley, and Adam are all here, too. Hello! Hey, welcome. It's still early in the morning here. Yeah, what time is it? Uh, 10 a.m. So are you in Sydney? Yes, that's correct. That's so awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty cool, Nick. Yeah, I guess it's night time for you guys. Uh, afternoon. Afternoon. Well, Haley is in Mountain Time, so it's 6 p.m., and I'm in Chicago, where it's 7, and then Ashley is in Louisiana, where it's also 7. Okay. Very diverse time zones. Yes. Very. So did you get to go to any of the Taylor concerts when she was down in Australia? Yeah, I went to the Sydney show, which is pretty cool, because that was on actually recorded for the uh, live tour. Oh, awesome. How did you love that? It was really cool. It's only like I've only been to two. So I've been to the Red Tour and the 1989 Tour, and this is really cool. But um, I got to see it right quite far in the back, so it's just like a dot. But, like it was still pretty cool. Well, she really does a good job. I feel like of trying to use the entire space, even for the people way in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still cool because like you could still see like there's a huge monitors and everything. So, but yeah, watching the the live um, concert on. Apple Music was, yeah, so you can actually see all the dancers and all the props and stuff. Yeah, and that's cool because you got to relive your specific show that you were at. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I was like somewhere in that, like one of the dots in the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you dress up or make a sign or anything like that? Oh, no. I just actually finished exams. I didn't actually have time to do anything. Well, that's okay. I'm sure it was still really fun. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Yeah, the crowd was so energetic. What do you think of the Taylor's partnership with Apple Music and, like, the new Romantics video that just came out? Um, I don't know. Okay, so when it first came out, I was like, um, well, Apple Music, I'm not, like, I don't even, like, have iTunes. So I was like, oh, this is a bit of a bummer. But I sort of understand why she had that partnership. Like, I get, like, I guess the footage would still come from the tour uh, movie. So it makes sense that the new Romantics uh, music video would come from Apple Music as well. But um, I'm happy that she's releasing it, like, everywhere. For me today, 13 April, so. Oh, yeah, it's Swift Day where you are. Yes, it is. It's already 13th. She is in the future and we are in the past. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, no, nah, but I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I mean, I thought it wouldn't be a tour video, only because, like, there was those random photos. Um, I don't know. Um, there was a video being shot in LA or something, but yeah, it makes sense as a tour video, I guess, because there's one every era. Yeah, I think those photos that we thought were the new Romantics music video, um, people were speculating that those are probably more Apple music commercials because it, somebody said that she has filmed at least two, maybe three more commercials that will be coming out in the future. So we'll have to see what those are about. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense now in hindsight. Correct. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, 
I think New Romanticus could have been like a really visual sort of music video. Like there's a lot of lyrics that you could interpret and like translate that into a music video. So. Well, you sent us an email a little while ago that I just got to today where you were talking about how it would be cool if we had more international fans involved in the podcast. And I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just gives a bit of a different perspective. Like I get that it's probably easier if you're sort of in the same geographical region, but sometimes like the things that you discuss like are quite, you know, like American centric. So it's, I have to like adapt to that or like, um, Google stuff to figure out oh, where are all these places. So it'd be, yeah, just, just a bit interesting to see if there's like a bit of geographical diversity and like, I think just be interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that we all wish that we could get to some of the shows in other countries and really just feel what that experience is like. Cause we only have our limited experience of being here. Yeah. I, I would actually love to go to like an LA show or like New York or Nashville show because I always hear there's like the best like special guests and everything. We should start like a Swifty exchange program where you get to go over, <laughs> stay with someone and go to their country and then they come and go to yours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get many special guests here. Um, not as much as uh, over there, but yeah, it's still good. I'm, I'm glad like Van Joy opened for us, which is great because he's Australian as well. Yeah, I was kind of honestly surprised that she didn't bring any guests to the Australian leg of the tour. I was really expecting some. Because mm, actually Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith, like Oprah Winfrey were all here at the same time. But I was looking at the dates and all of the, like on the same day of the Sydney show, like Ed started off his tour and Sam started off his tour in the same night. So I thought, oh, those two might not come. But I thought there would be like sort of like a style sort of special guest, like not a singer, but sort of just like a celebrity. yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm happy. I mean, I paid I paid to see Taylor, so. Right, that's why we're all there. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, did you have like, any questions for us or anything like that? Um, No, just like, uh, you know, happy three-year anniversary. Like, I've been listening to this show for quite a while. Um, But yeah, with union stuff, sometimes I don't get, always get a chance to keep up with everything. But yeah, no, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, no, I love, especially, like, I love your, like, older tweet stuff, like, just... Oh, aren't those so fun? That's my favorite part every week. <laughs> it's like reminiscing on all the old stuff. Well, thanks again so much, and keep in Thank touch you. on Twitter. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. See you guys. Bye, Annabelle. Thank you. Bye. 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 Is it working now? Yeah, yes. hi. Hi, Minnie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. I know that we've been following each other for a while and you've always been a listener. So thanks so much. Yeah, I love SwiftCast so much. Thank you. And you're you're from the Chicago area, right? Yeah. Adam and I are also. That's great. So did you get to go to... I went to the Chicago Night One show. Okay, cool. So did me and Nate and Ashley. And me and Nate sat together um, in the 100 level. And Ashley, you sat with somebody else, like across the stadium in the one in the two hundred level. Yeah, we waved to each other from opposite sides. Where did you sit for that show? One hundred level. One hundred level. Cool. It was my first Taylor show, and it was really fun. What was that like seeing her live in person for the first time ever? I right during Welcome to New York, right when she came on, I just started like bawling, crying. I feel like I have that reaction every time that I haven't seen her for a while and then I see her again. Yeah, it was just like surreal. 
And what did you think of the special guest we got that night, which was Andy Grammer? Um, I sh- well, he came out and I was like, oh, well, like the person that I was with thought that it was going to be Ed. And I was like, oh, God. We all thought that every night. It never was. <laughs> yeah, sadly. <laughs> so did you get a chance to check out the Neuromantics music video that came out last week? Yeah, I really like it. I was expecting an actual video. Yeah, I think I definitely was, too. And a lot of people were. But I guess she felt like she just had to give us one tour video just for this era. Yeah. And I think you mentioned on Twitter, did you go to Nashville recently? Yeah, I went to the Grammy Hall of Fame. Or not the Grammy. Country Hall of Fame. It was really fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vinny, for calling in. Hello? Hello. Who's this? At JSSNLV on Twitter. Cool. Thanks for calling. Yeah. One question I have is, what was everybody's thoughts on the new Romantics video? And do you guys think she will release another one since she was filming something like a, about a month ago? That's a very good question. I think what she was filming a month ago was another Apple commercial because there was a report released that she has at least two more spots filmed for Apple music. But it was very misleading. I definitely thought she was filming New Romantics. Mm-hmm. So did I. And I thought that the video was okay. I mean, it's good to have tour videos like we had Fearless for the Fearless tour and Sparks Fly for the Speak Now tour and, of course, Red for the Red tour. But I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that it was very, very similar to the 1989 World Tour Live on Apple Music. So I just wish it would have been a little bit different. Yeah, one thing that I thought would have been cool would have been since she wanted to do like a tour theme, if she made the footage for the video all more footage of fans or of the crowd or just some other view of the tour that we hadn't already seen much of. So I feel like that would have been cool. Yeah, in some ways it felt like a giant advertisement for 1989 World Tour Live, which is great, but we've already seen it. And our subscriptions have all already expired (laughs) by the time the music video came out. But like Adam said, I do like having a a tour video. I just feel like the lyrics in New Romantic are so clever and just really detailed that it would have made a great music video. What did you think? Yeah, I I liked it, but I think it could have been... A little better. But it was cool that, like, she released, like, some backstage footage for it also. Well, like, added some. That's true. That's a good point. I like to see, you know, the little backstage clips of her, you know, having fun with her dancers or her singers. Uh, Just something that you don't see all the time. So when you heard that the new Romantics music video was out, did you have an Apple Music subscription? No, I didn't, but... Somebody that I follow on Twitter found, like, a high-quality laying from, like, Dropbox, so they DM'd it to me. Oh, my subscription expired, like I said, and as we record this, the actual video is supposed to be released on Vivo tomorrow on April 13th. It it was smart. Um, I think a lot of fans might have had their free trial run out and decided to buy at least a month so they could see the video. I kind of wanted to buy it again, but, like, then I saw that somebody had a link and they were DMing it to people. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see if 
she does any more exclusive stuff with Apple Music because, as much as you know, we all support Taylor and we all will pretty much buy anything that she tells us to. It's kind of a lot to ask people to subscribe on a recurring basis to something, and I think that. Unfortunately, with the way that technology is, more and more people will just probably try and find ways around doing that. Yeah, we've been talking amongst ourselves about what we think will happen. I think when album six is released, I think Apple Music have a, a large role in the new album, and I don't think she would completely stream it and get rid of physical copies altogether. I don't think that would be very smart, especially when she's had so much success in selling over a million copies during the first week since Speak Now. But I could see maybe specific bonus content only being available on Apple Music. Yeah, bonus tracks or other little things like that. What does everybody else... Did you have any other questions for us? Yeah, I have one more question. What are your thoughts on Taylor going on a break this year? Like, do you think it's going to happen or do you not think it's going to happen? I think that basically what people aren't realizing is that she's kind of counting starting from right now as a break. And then even if she doesn't put anything out until summer, fall, or even like the end of 2016, it would still be a break. I don't think it's going to be a year or two year long break. Yeah, I'm with Ashley, and I would actually go even further and say that her break really started in November. or Because that was when the tour ended in the United States, and she had more international dates. But even if you went from January, it's still a, a long break from January until whether she releases the new album at the usual time, at the end of October, or maybe a little later. For example, I think it would be cool, and I have no idea if this will happen, but if she were the performer for the Super Bowl and released an album in conjunction with that and then announced a tour at that point. A lot of artists have gotten such great exposure from being the performer at the Super Bowl. Um, And it's been talked about for several years now. So I don't know. I don't see her taking a break at all, though, given this partnership with Apple is what it appears to be to me. And the fact that she's she has things planned for the end of the year, like the concert in Texas and the the mobile game that will be released at the end of the year. So I just, the way things are going, it doesn't really line up with her taking a break for a, an extended period of time, at least. And it also depends on her definition of a break. I think everybody started thinking of her break as an Adele break, like Adele disappeared and went away for a little while where like Stephanie says, she has all these commitments and plans for the rest of the year. I think she means a break in just a different aspect. Like she might not be constantly writing like she used to and doing going in and out of, you know, the studio So I think she might be taking like a break and a step back from that versus like stepping away from the spotlight. I think that we'll still have a lot of chances to see her and keep up with her and hear from her, even if it's not the traditional album schedule. Have have you been listening to the podcast for a while? Um, like about a year, I think. Oh, awesome. I used to listen to Taylor talk 
I think it was called, but like they stopped it. Well, we really appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm. So, did you have any thoughts on what Taylor will do for a break? I'm just curious to get other perspectives. I agreed with you guys, but I like what her like. I don't. I don't know. Like, I think she'll only take a break until her next album or whatever is released in October, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think hey. that at the end of the day, she loves what she does too much to leave it for as long as Adele did. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for calling and for listening. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, keep in touch with us on Twitter, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. I love your Hello. show. Show rock. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Who is this? My name's Taylor. Wow, that's a great name. Thanks. <laughs> Are you calling from Pittsburgh? I am. Wow, I live close to Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, I I'm planning to move back there this summer, so I get excited. To talk to Pittsburgh people. Oh, that's so cool. Have you seen all the tours in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I just have to put this out there. I'm running the full marathon in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, that's super cool. It's like the best race ever. Um, so, have you been listening to our show for a while? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening. And I like- follow you guys on Twitter and have your notifications on everything. Oh, thank you. Do you have, like, a favorite segment on the show or anything? I don't know. I love them all. (laughs) Well, we always try to, you know, see what our listeners like and try new things and do things that keep the show interesting even when Taylor's on a break. Yeah. So how did you like the new Romantics music video? I loved it. Were you able to see the 1989 tour live on Apple? I saw it, wait, on Apple Music or, like, actually live? Well, actually, both. Go for both. I saw it, like, in person live five times, and then I saw I have Apple Music now, so I watch it a lot, too. Awesome. So did you um, travel far to see it five times? I saw it in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Columbus two nights, and Tampa. And I actually got Loft 89 in Pittsburgh. Awesome. Thanks. So what was that like? None of us have ever been in Loft 89. I, it's still, like, so surreal to me, and it's almost, it's been 10 months now, but um, it was amazing. I got to meet not just Taylor, I got to meet Kelsey Ballerini in Little Big Town, and it was honestly the most amazing experience ever. The Pittsburgh show was huge. How did you get noticed in that crowd? We had signs that said, Welcome to Pittsburgh. We've been waiting for you, like, from, like, Welcome to New York. I don't know if this is true or not, but my friend Jill was sitting um, by the uh, sound stage area where, like, Andrea and Scott and them sit, and she said that she saw Allie from Taylor Nation go show her my Tumblr, and then Andrea came, like, looking for us. And I had our seat numbers and everything in my Tumblr, so I, I'm guessing that's how, because Andrea had, like, a bunch of security around her and, like, wasn't letting anybody, like, 
come near her or anything at the time. Like, she was just, like, dead set on, like, getting to our section. Oh, wow. During blank space, so it was, like, really early in the show. Wow, that must have made for an amazing rest of the night then. Yeah. Dude, were you in the 100 level at the back of the field? No, uh, we were in 136, so if you were looking at the stage from the back of the field, we were, like, on the right side. Was it really crazy when you saw Andrea start to come towards you and then realize she was actually coming for you specifically? Yeah, we, um, my friend Daniel noticed her first and was like, guys, it's Andrea. So we started, like, you know, jumping up and down and we were, um, screaming her name and stuff like that. And when she came to us, it was, like, the very end of New Romantics. So she... We were three rows from the ground, so she just, like, pointed to us and had us go to the ground. So we went down and everything. And originally, she asked us if we wanted to move to B-Stage Pit and watch the rest of the show. And then I was like, your daughter means so much to me, and I've gotten through so much, like, because of her and her music and all this stuff. And she was like, well, have any of you ever met Taylor? And we said no. And she said, okay, well, would you guys rather stay in your seats and meet Taylor and Loft 89 after the show? And... I was already crying just because it was Andrea Swift, but, like, <laughs> I really started crying, so. Aw. Wow. So what was it like meeting Taylor? Well, we were the last group in the, like, whole thing. So she came up to us, and she ran up to me, and she said, hi, babe. And I cried a lot. <laughs> and then um, she asked us what our names were. And so my friend Daniel said Daniel, my friend Brianna said Brianna. And then whenever she got to me, I just, I didn't tell her. I just asked her if she recognized me because she follows me on Tumblr. And she was like, I feel like I met you when you were younger, but I also feel like I'm really wrong. But like a week before the show, she had liked a picture of me whenever I was really young. So I was thinking maybe that's why. But um, I said, no, you follow me on Tumblr. And then she asked for my username, so I gave it to her. And then she started, like, jumping up and down and freaking out. She was like, oh, my gosh, I know who you are. I like your posts all the time. I'm so happy I'm meeting you. And then when she went to find my phone case, she, like, knew my name. I was like, well, my name's Taylor, by the way. And she was like, oh, I know. (laughs) Okay. That's amazing. Thank you. So after that, because that was early in the tour, so did you feel like, when you went to the other shows, you were able to just sort of relax more and not think about it and focus more on the show? Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially, like, Philly, I went with um, my friend Daniel, who I had also met, and it was only a week apart, so, like, it was really nice not, like, worrying about anything. And, like, obviously we were trying to not think about getting picked in Pittsburgh still because we didn't, like, want to, like, feel left out if nothing happened or anything. But it was really nice in Philly to just, like, actually, like, take in the show because I feel like because we got picked so early in Pittsburgh, we, like, didn't really pay attention to the show almost. We were almost just like, well, I just want it to be over so he can go and meet her and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. And Pittsburgh was early on in the tour, like Ashley said. So at that point, I still felt like I didn't even know the show that well. Yeah. It it was just crazy going from, like, Pittsburgh and then, like, thinking about Tampa being, like, the last one in America and just, like, how, like, we knew everything she was going to say and stuff. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we also all went to Tampa. That was a huge show. Uh, People from everywhere traveled for that. 
I just remember before the Tampa show, I was talking to Allie at the Taylor Nation booth and a little hint that she dropped. She was like, I can't say who the special guest is, but they're very inspirational and it was very emotional for me. And I was like, who could she possibly be talking about? And I never in my wildest imagination would have thought Adina Menzel. Um, my friend Natalie actually found out that Taylor was going to be Olaf, and none of us put it together. <laughs> like, we knew, but none of us put it together. I think even when she came out in the Olaf costume, I didn't necessarily think that that had to do with the guests. I just thought that that was just for style. Yeah, that's exactly what my friends and I thought, too. We were We were just, like, freaking out, and then she started talking about bringing out a guest, and I was like, okay, this makes sense now. I think it'll be pretty hard for her to top that with any other show or guest in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. It will be interesting to see what happens because she's always had guests on her shows, even back during Fearless, but it's just been such a buildup and 1989 had more guests than any other tour. So I wonder how she'll handle that for the next tour. Yeah, and a lot of people on Twitter are talking about, like, her maybe just doing, like, an acoustic tour or something, which, I mean, I would be okay with, but then, like, I'm also going to the Austin show in October, and she said that the 1989 era is over now, so everybody's like, well, what is she going to sing then? Is she going to do the same set list, or? Yeah, we're wondering the same thing, but Austin seems like another fan favorite show will be there, and... Um, I'm sure it's going to be crazy, but I I can't see her redoing the 1989 show. So an acoustic show would be amazing, but we'll see what happens. My absolute favorite song is Long Live, so I'm just really hoping that she thinks that. <laughs> well, she definitely knows that we've been asking for it for quite some time. And also it's interesting because... Elton John was the performer at this event last year. And from what I understand, he basically did like a greatest hits. He did about 20 of his most popular songs, which obviously he's very iconic. So if she does something similar, either way, I feel like this is going to be a once in a lifetime, never to be repeated concert event. Yeah, definitely. And that's why... As soon as I heard about it, I was like, well, I, I'm saving my money because I have to go to this. And now it's like all of the super fans are going. Like everybody I know from Twitter is going. So it's going to be really amazing, but probably kind of scary at the same time since it's all general admission. <laughs> yes, we're a little concerned about that, but it will definitely be an experience. Yeah. Well, did you have any questions for us or anything? I really wasn't <laughs> expecting to get through so I really didn't plan anything but are you guys oh, it's okay. yeah at least a few of us are hopefully maybe as it gets closer all of us will be but we're very excited about it that's awesome I hope I see you guys yeah definitely tweet us and we'll definitely try to meet up okay well thanks so much for calling thank you thanks we'll talk to you later all right bye bye Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi, uh, this is Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? We're good. How are you? Uh, great. How are uh, things going in uh, your world? Going well. We were just talking about how excited we are to see what's happening this fall with Taylor and her 
show in Austin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like it should be uh, pretty spectacular. You know, that's our only only planned uh, performance of this uh, uh, year. Yeah, we really have no idea what she's planned, given that it will be the only concert this year. Yeah, uh, for sure. She always finds a way to surprise us, though. Yeah. So I was calling to ask you guys um, a question. So I was thinking, if just for instance, I don't know when it would be, but if Taylor were to come out and she would say, um, I'm going to do one more uh, show, you know, this is my last show, what is the cap or the amount of money you would be willing to spend to <laughs> be able to see that last show? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is a great question. I don't know if there is a cap. <laughs> just find a way I'm, to go. I'm just imagining all of the fans selling like everything they own. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I saw you know her at her announcer her Austin show and the resale for those tickets. This is the only show this year were like going like ten or, or were ten folding in the first like couple of weeks. After they went on sale, so. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, just I'm just imagining, you know, how much a show like that, you know, whenever comes so that you know, that day will be with us. Hopefully not for another million years, but eventually that'll be that'll happen. And. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, on that note, I know we've talked a little bit on the show before, and amongst ourselves, we talk a lot about just how big of a problem scalping has become and how there's really the need for them to figure out a way to keep tickets affordable for fans, even when it's a big star like Taylor and Taylor has a lot of power and influence. And obviously with Apple music, you know, they changed their policy because she spoke out. So that's like my biggest hope is that she becomes an advocate for anti-scalping yeah. in some way. I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, one thing I know some um, artists are going to is a credit card only entry system where Ticketmaster Verify where you can only get in on on the credit card that you or the card that you purchased your tickets on. So eventually uh, she can go down that road to mass scalping happening and stuff. Yeah, a lot of artists have been doing that. I know Eric Church has, and it it can be frustrating if you plan to go to the show and then something happens and you need to sell your tickets, but it's a pretty good idea otherwise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so uh, another question I had was, do you guys think that what would be more likely uh, an acoustic version of a 1989 coming out uh, or a Red Tour DVD? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like everybody in the fan base is thinking a lot about this acoustic concept. Yeah, and Taylor was clearly thinking about it, too, when she did those performances at the Grammy Museum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can imagine her using that as kind of a... I don't I don't know what she plans on doing, but because of her success with 1989 and everything um, being so well, I can see her using kind of an acoustic release in the fall as kind of a holdover. Um, so she doesn't have to release... So she always... She seems like she's releasing new music every two years, but kind of doing an insert in there to kind of you know, hold off the because we we kind of be dying down from the the new music 
the singles are, are pretty much done. But I think that would be a really good kind of a way for her to give the fans something to hold them over until you know she's ready to be, be into a, something totally different. I think that is a really good point. Um, one of the other callers that we had, Steph was mentioning, and Steph has thought this before, that maybe this time around Taylor will wait until the spring to release a new album or maybe in the time frame of February or somewhere around there. Um, but your idea, Brandon, sounds awesome to, in the fall, release an acoustic version of 1989. I think the sales would be incredible for that. And then, yeah. yeah, just like you said, it would hold the fans over. And then once 2017 starts, she can start promoting uh, whatever the new album would be. For sure, sure. I think that's a fantastic idea, too. Although I would tweak it a little bit and say, how about an acoustic album of greatest hits? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. She's been sort of preparing us. Maybe that's why she did all of these acoustic performances. I would be thrilled with that. Either one. Yeah, yeah. I would also like to see her bring back more. I know she did a couple of songs, like one or two songs exclusively for the last tour, the 89 tour. And I'd like to see maybe on her next tour a longer, uh, either a, a smash melody or something a little, a little longer in her next tour. Just because, you know, I love the pyros and the fancy flashing things, but just to be able to her to go back to her roots a little bit longer than a, couple, a few minutes during the show would, would be awesome. Yeah, especially because with this next tour, there are so many songs to fit in there. Even if you just think about 1989, which songs would survive. Oh, yeah. It would be cool yeah. for her to do a mashup of at least a few songs. And I I think acoustic would be cool, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know you guys talked about this. I don't know, a few episodes ago about kind of a future, what you guys thought. Somebody mentioned about how they imagined her next album to be. And somebody said something about it being more of a darker rock theme. And that's kind of where I think she'll go next. I really think the heavy on, like, um, I can imagine her and Elvin Harris, is who she's seeing right now, I could see him working with her on kind of making this next generation kind of music. I really think what she puts out next is going to be something that we've never heard before. I think her, Calvin, and her whole team will come up with something that's going to be kind of like, we'll hear it in first, and it may seem a little like, like, what is this? Like, this doesn't sound like Taylor, but one of those things that kind of gets you like, get you hooked after a few times, like, oh, you know, this is really, really awesome. Kind of like what she did with 1989, when she put some country to, country to pop. I think she's that kind of artist that could put out something that's brand new, never done before, and then just kind of kill it. Yeah, absolutely. She can really do anything. The world is her oyster. Yeah. And I know that I had seen an article, definitely not a reputable source, but like a few months ago saying that Taylor and Calvin will never work together because Calvin worked with blah, 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 and then this happened, so they'll keep their relationship strict, whatever that said. But I don't know. I mean, I think if you spend so much time with someone and you're both really talented, it would kind of be a waste not to at least do something together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it was uh, awesome uh, talking to you guys. 
Yeah, thanks so much for calling. Keep in touch with us on Twitter. All right, well, thank you. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode and for listening over the past three years. Your support really means so much to us, and we couldn't keep doing what we do without you guys. So we really, truly appreciate it, and we can't wait to keep putting out more great episodes for you. And we will be back next week with a full-length episode. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this special three-year anniversary edition, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.